When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me. What's up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It is August 9th. It's Tuesday, the dark depths of Tuesday. Jake's least favorite. August day. 9th. Let's say August. <laughs> so. It's April 9th. Both start with A's. It's A9. A9. And uh, we got Uga Shaka. No Bob Marley. Nope. We got Blue Suede, Hooked on a Feeling. I know you like this song. Uh, I mean, it's a good song. I, I was going to say, this has to be one of the more recognizable songs all time. Uga Shaka. Uga Shaka. I mean, I think- yeah. I think they stole Uga Chaka from another song. Um, so, uh, song stealing is rampant. Yeah. Uga, I mean, Uga Chaka is pretty rude, but I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be, what is it? There was some, there was something where they were just like making fun of Native Americans and the way yeah, they talk. I mean, that's. That part of it's discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that song gets that gets new life every every couple years. I think it was part of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I mean, yeah, that intro. I mean, if you don't know that song, well, then it goes to hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing. It's a really good song. Uh, it's a good tune. When All Jordan, time. When Jordan told me he was doing Feelings Week, and then. He laid out some songs for me, and I was like, oh, I love it just because Uga Shaka gets to get played. And then he wanted to take Uga Shaka out, and I was like, no, that's a must. I need to keep it in there. So we put if it on he Tuesday. He said, when, if you heard Feelings Week, knowing that it had to do with the actual literal saying of feelings, not like Emo Week or something like that, do you think this would have been your number one song that came up? Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would, would, would have been nice to run that experiment because now it's, it seems like an easy yes. I almost, maybe I, I don't want to get too deep into things because I'm in too deep. Um, and I'm I mean, maybe, maybe if Jordan can give us next week's theme on a Thursday or Friday, we can put some guesses on it. Yeah, we can. He he likes to. He has a bunch of themes mapped out, right? And then he likes to choose on uh, over the weekend which one he, he's feeling. 
It's a okay. gut decision. But yeah, if he has next week's lined up, I might. I don't know him, so then we could skew the vote a little bit. I I don't know. There's something there. But Feelings Week is really. I know the next two songs and they're good. But here we go. Ready? Uga Shaka. It was originally Umba Oga, Umba Uga, and it was uh, the inspiration for Blue Suede. And the chant plays a memorable part in Running Bear, a 1959 hit sung by Johnny Preston and written by J.P. Richardson, better known as the Big Bopper. We've done the Big Bopper on this show before he died in the plane crash with Buddy Holly. Right. The chanting is done by Richardson and country legend George Jones. So that's the original song that I was thinking that comes from. Should I try and pull that up, see what we like about that? Say, uh, why don't you, it's, <laughs> what was it originally again? Running Bear by Johnny no, I, Preston. I wanted to hear you sing it again. Umba Ooga. Umba Ooga. Umba Ooga. Uh, totally different songs. Here, this is supposedly it. On the bank of the river stood running bear, young Indian brave. On the other side of the river stood his Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when what's what's the what's the hard line between like inspiration and stealing? I said the word stealing, but this says inspiration. Like what about I like, think, I think it was crazy. Inspiration. Crazy town butterfly. Like they stole that from Chili Peppers. Yeah, I don't know. Vanilla Ice and whatever he stole it right. from. Like those are the same. So I don't know. I'm I'm still giving Uga Shaka some love. More yeah. ins- more inspired than theft. More inspired by theft. Instead of Umbo Uga, they changed it to Uga Shaka, and they're Swedish, so they don't even know. Big difference. Actually, I don't know if they're Swedish, but their name is Blue Swede. Okay. Which led me to believe maybe they're Swedish. Um, the original non-Uga Hooked on a Feeling was written by Mark James, better known for penning Suspicious Minds. Mm. So Hooked on a Feeling was written, and then they added in the Uga Shakas. That's weird. Like they they have that song and someone comes to them like you know what would make this song better if you chanted like a cartoon version of Native Americans at the beginning. People have the ear for it, man. It was it was a great note. It worked. <laughs> yeah, comes on at a bar. I think it came on at um, One Eyed Pig one time in Hartford, and you and me were just all about it. Mm. The One Eyed Pig, man. They still open? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. When I pick dollar beers on Wednesday. Dollar dollar twenty four. That's ounce still beers. That's still a thing they have going on. Um, I'm looking into it now. I feel like I've seen every now and then I see uh I see someone post something from there and I'm like, yo, people are still checking out the one eyed pig. Um it was a hell of a deal though. What was the other bar? Or right? No, it's Pig, Pig's Eye Pub. Pig's Eye Pub? Pig's Eye Pub, yeah. I thought it was One-Eyed Pig. That's like a barbecue place. Yeah, that is in Newtown. Yeah. Pig's Eye Pub. What so was the other out. What was the other pu- uh, bar we went to that had like three floors 
Russian Ru- lady. Russian lady. And that was a spot that was open from like the 60s on. Like someone's dad's dad was like, oh, I used to go to the Russian lady. And then they closed down and they reopened it. Yeah, I was just going to say it reopened. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of new. Bars in Hartford. Bars in Hartford's segment. Go catch the Hartford bar. I was going to say, I mean, in a normal bar cycle, I, I imagine Russian Lady isn't cool anymore because it was cool when it reopened, what was that, six years ago now? We used to go to Poor House, which was next to the Pig's Poor Eye. House shut down. <clears throat> Poor House kicked out our friend Ken after he walked into the place sober. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so you're too drunk. He's like, I haven't drank anything yet. You got to get out of here. <laughs> Can I tell? I, it's not my story. That it, it doesn't depict you in a bad light. It's a fun. It ends up with me on top of a story, which doesn't sound normally good. Can I tell our our pool playing story? Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, I I, I figured. I just want to lay it out for you. So we we went to this bar, poor house, and I. Whenever we went to Hartford, it was kind of like, we're going to have to get really, really drunk. Because, um, like, normally all these bars are crowded. And, you know, if, if we're going to do this, let's, let's swing, swing low, sweet chariot. So we, we go to Poor House beforehand, and they had really cheap beers there. And it was kind of empty, though. So we're like, should we play some pool? And there's some people over there, like, randoms playing. But we're like... Yeah, I think it's worth it to put a dollar on the table to play pool against the winner, so we do it. And Jimmy gives me a look, and he's just like, man, have we ever like played pool together? And I was like, I don't know. That's kind of fun. And he, <laughs> Jimmy's like, are you any good? I was like, I'm not great, but I can hit a couple shots. And he's like, all right, same. So we go up there. Other team breaks. They, they were the winners. They go. I step up there, and it's the the typical douchey guy telling a story how he had the right amount of beers and he got hot. But I just got hot. The balls were lining up. I sank I sank all of them except one. And Jimmy's looking at me like he's so proud of me. We're having a proud father-son moment. He's like, dude, you're good at pool. I was like, I, I thought I was okay at pool. I don't think I'm that good at pool. So the other team shoots. Maybe they get one or two. Jimmy steps up, and we're like, all right, let's win this. Jimmy hits it, scratch, off the table. My shining moment was lost, but we still have it to this day. Yeah, it's almost a better story now. It's almost a better story. <laughs> You're I like, ruined, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I ruined your... <laughs> the funny thing is, <clears throat> I'm probably bad at pool now, but at that point, I wasn't bad at pool because I had a pool table growing up. Pool's like a uh, muscle memory game, like... If you don't play for a while, I get terrible. But if you play a lot, like me and my dad would play every night sometimes. We'd go on a pool kick. You can, right. get, you can get in a rhythm. But just a bad shot, man. Ruined your whole game. It was tough. It was tough. It was It was nice, though. Story to tell. I remember when I, one time at uh, um, Elmer's, I, I hot lunched one, which is, mm. which is Evan Macker's code for when you, you know, do a pop, pop shot. Pop it up. Yeah, pop it up. Hot lunch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That's a good term. It was perfect. And I, I hit it in, and the two other guys I was playing against were impressed, and I just said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But the game wasn't over. Like I was like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, you no, don't no, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> stay in 
run the table, you might win. I was like, oh, no interest. I'm done. I no, just hot, hot lunch that ball perfectly, and I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> that's that's today's uh, – if if it's if you haven't left a review, five stars. Hot lunch. Hot lunch. <laughs> hot lunch. All caps. <laughs> How was your day yesterday? How was my day yesterday? It was all right. Uh, busy Mondays. Yankees blue one. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, it was okay. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch as much as the national championship game as I wanted. We'll talk about that as well in a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get to see Bay and the dog too much. Yes, yesterday was like a a, a five and a half. Five and a half. Womp, womp, womp. Wow, starting the week you? off tough. Um, yesterday was pretty good day, minus the Yankees' ridiculousness, but that's a small part towards the end. I, I got proactive, Jake. I'm so excited okay. about how proactive I got. I went to PetSmart, and I bought an eight-foot gate. Right. And it's in the kitchen now, and we closed Zimmer off, and I bought a bunch of pee and shit pads. And I got him a second bed for his new home in the kitchen. And every time I look at the gate, I just get a sense of, like, I did something here. Yes. I I fixed a problem, be it a week late. Right. And cost a good amount of money. But problem's fixed. So I'm like, I was excited about that. I went to the, I shipped like five Elgari hats. I got to ship more, three more today. How much assembly was required on the gate? Zero. Popped it out of the box on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was worried about that. Zero. Okay, nice. I, I steamed the floors because. Did you were... say, did you tell Katie that there was assembly required? No, did you didn't... like, did you lean into it a little bit? No, she didn't even ask. Okay. But I steamed the floors. For her, so that was nice gesture nice. by me. And I got pliable, which I like. Right. You smoothie, do like pliable. Uh, smoothie bowl. Anytime I go off the island, I get that. Nice. Yeah, so that was all fun. Uh, we recorded a new segment with Kate Sharp. We recorded the pregame show. Everything was good. It was like a, It was like we got stuff done, but I wasn't going crazy, and I was able to get stuff done for my life as well. And then the Yankees lose. I was really mad. But I'm telling you, uh, after I have those feelings, like when I after we recorded the episode and I came down, I was, I was like, all right, that was a good episode. Feelings. Feelings are good. Feelings. So that it, it like doesn't knock me down as much as one would think. Today, I woke up at 3 in the morning because Katie jumped out of bed mm. because Zimmer was crying his eyes out in the kitchen because he's locked into the kitchen. He didn't like it, I guess. Or he's just confused. He cries like a little baby. <laughs> just, that's what he does. So so I didn't hear it, but Katie heard it. She jumped out of the bed, and then that scared me. I felt like my mom, like, ah, what, what? <laughs> and then my heart hurt, and I couldn't go back to sleep. Oh, it was hot yesterday, man. I had to yeah? open up all the windows and sleep with just boxers on. Nice. We don't, we don't, have, our AC, we don't have our AC units hooked up yet. Right, but anyway, I'm going. Uh, I'm going a solid six. Okay, you talking about your Yankees feelings? Feelings week. There's some full circle stuff there. 
Yeah. And I don't know if people enjoy the Zimmer updates, but I do it every day anyway, so in yeah. your face. But I think they're over now. He pooped on the on the pad. I mean, if you think the Zimmer updates are over, you know you're wrong. Uh, ho- hopefully the updates from now on are Zim's doing good, pooping <laughs> on his pad. <laughs> The uh the assembly or doing something productive thing is pretty funny. I mean, man, I I remember when when my girlfriend Jess moved up here from Dallas and like was every I'd say every 3 days while she was getting settled into her apartment, there was a new like IKEA thing for me to build. And I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. I tr- I truly did. I just I I had my sandbox to play and I was like, here's the deal. I can do this, but like I need I need no like nobody else can be involved. Like that door stays closed. Give me 3 hours and 2 beers and I will put this together. And then when you're done, you're like, yeah, look at look at that bad boy. You turn into the old guy in every TV show and movie just giving it wax and being like, yeah, look at look at that, huh? I built that. Dude, what are you I gonna put it, what are you going to put in those drawers now, huh? When when my old company that I worked for, when we moved offices, just across the street in this industrial complex, we had to get all new furniture. So for a week, I didn't do any of my job, and I just built IKEA desks and cabinets and filing cabinets and shelves. Sure. And it would it would I just throw in a podcast, sit on the floor, <clears throat> and build stuff, and that's kind of my I, I can do that just give me an idle task where my hands are busy and my right. mind can get taken away by a show or like sometimes i put netflix shows on i was just building and watching netflix it was like a nice week nice man yeah yeah um all right let's go into the tri state news i don't know what i'm about to read jake this is exciting stuff okay The Yankees bullpen blows it. A 3-1 to one lead against Verlander goes to waste when Zach Britton can't lock down the bottom of the Astros order, walks the 8-hole hitter, gives up a double or whatever to the 9-hole hitter, and the Yankees can't bounce back. Mullen steps down from St. John's. I read a little bit about this, trying to figure out why. Seems like him and the top brass did not get along. Four years there, and in his last year, he took them to the dance and now he's gone. The Knicks with two more games in the season, one tonight, one versus Chicago. It's being called the Toilet Bowl. Did the Mets play last night? Maybe we'll find out after the minute update. The Mets did not play. Monday off day. They went they to bye uh, week. Now they're playing the Twins. Twinkies, nice. your twins. Twins. The Twin Cities. You ever been? I'm not, man. And it it's actually, you'd be sh- shocked how oddly it bums me out. Um, if you'll, you'll remember from last year, I, I really wanted to, when my previous employer kindly told me not to come there anymore, um, I got excited. I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab our buddy Jeff because he's a teacher and we're going to do this like Midwest road trip and we'll catch some Yankees baseball. I was like, when are the when are the Yankees playing like the Twins, the White Sox, the Royals? 
and none of them were playing during the summer. They were all like September or earlier in the year. So I was so stoked to do this like Midwest baseball road trip, which by the way, I <laughs> I told Jeff, I was like, hey, I'm planning something for us. And, you know, well, it would have been <laughs> interesting to see if he was down for it. But um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I really want to get there in the summer. They got all those lakes. Um, I'm sure there's like, I feel like I would enjoy Minnesota for those three months of summer pretty hardcore. I feel yeah. like it's scenic. Sure, a lot of lakes. Yeah. Some nice accents. I want to go to their ballpark. I think it looks nice. Target Field. Yeah. I think it looks interestingly nice. Like, not a classic old-school Camden Yards. I think that the Houston looked nice with the roof open yesterday. Usually Houston's too dark and, like, cloudy. It looks weird, but it looked nice yesterday. Yeah, I went I went to a Houston game. Was it last year? Or or maybe two years ago. But um Yeah, that when it was closed, it, it doesn't feel like a baseball stadium. But it was my first closed baseball stadium. And it was also like a hundred degrees outside and it was like sixty eight inside the stadium, so <laughs> well worth it. <laughs> that's where that's why they that's where air conditioning was invented. Houston Holy smokes. Too hot there. Needed it. Needed Too hot it. for you. One of the best inventions, in my opinion. Ooh. Oh, air condition? It's top five invention. I mean, like, including, like, the wheel and stuff? I don't care about the wheel. Right, but you do, but we don't. I'm going to say uh, cars. Like, there's probably wheels in the air conditioning. There's wheels on cars. Yeah, but, see, wheels... It doesn't even count as an invention to me. It just kind of counts as like they f- they found a round object. That's too much in the past. I mean, I I get it. I'm okay with eliminating the wheel, but I think you have to say like top top five like modern invention, something like that. Sure. I don't think the but- wheel was invented. I think it was there for humans to use, and they just were too dumb for a while. Got to go internet, right? Yep. Internet. Air, Air conditioning. conditioning, cars. No, you know what? Not cars. Let's let's erase cars and just say airplanes. Airplanes, yeah. Airplanes, air conditioning, internet. Like I don't Brita know what filters? else is. I don't know what's that. Brita filters. <laughs> I hate Brita filters, but I, <laughs> okay, I don't. So not top five. Not in my top five. Do you use a Brita filter? Like fake, like half. Whenever I had a Brita filter, I'd end up just ripping the Brita part out and just filling up the jug and putting it in the fridge. Right. Because it takes so long. But what else it lands in that league of inventions? Send us, send them our way. Airplanes, yeah. air conditioning, internet. Hmm. Like TiVo was huge, but it's not in that league. Being able no. to record TV and not having to sit down when it was being played. Yeah. that At the time, that was huge. But I don't think it's in the same league as internet, planes, cars. No, because, I mean, internet can kind of do that now. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're one short. That's not a bad list. Not a bad list. All right. Let's go to the national news. Jimmy 
your national champion. Woo's UVA. The Cavaliers beat Texas Tech to win the national title in overtime. They run away with it. They go on 11-0 run. Hunter, Guy, and Jerome played great. Culver, Texas Tech's NBA prospect, had a rough, rough day. And Jimmy, your UVA is favorites in Vegas for next year. We'll talk about that a little bit. The biggest news, I'd say, Johnny Manziel is going to start going by just John. Um, that's big. Petey Pedroia, Dustin Pedroia coming back for the Sox. Um, he's had a brutal injury streak. We'll see what that looks like. And Jimmy, Chris Davis has broken the major league record for the longest ever hitless streak by a position player, 47 at-bats without a hit. Sad sack Chris Davis. So sad. Man. He did it. Sad sack Chris Davis. Now I'm rooting for him to get a hit so hard. Dude, and did you did you see some of his final at bats? He put some good wood on the ball, and even like he cracked like a little smile. He's like, "Come on!" <laughs> so I'm I'm like a huge I'm a Chris Davis fan now. I read an article that was about him in Sports Illustrated that made me not like him. Uh oh, what'd you what'd you read? The quotes, and it's just an article, so who knows if this is actually you right. know what I don't know what their agenda was or what they were thinking. But the quotes are basically like he's super faithful. And he doesn't understand why he's being punished like this. And he has no idea why what gave him success isn't like giving him success. Right. He was basically putting it in God's hands. Like, God's I, this, is hands. A, this is a test. I don't know why God's testing like this. And it's like, dude, I mean, are you waiting for God to tell you to change your swing? Because I think a lot of other people can say it. That's, yeah. he came off like a, like a, a Texan stubborn, Hardo, religious guy. Jimmy, this is all just part of God's plan, and he's got something bigger for Chris Davis when he comes out of this. Well, now that he has broke the record for longest hitless streak by a position player, I am rooting for him so hard to get a hit and then have a fantastic season. Like that's the storyline I want now. Ooh, okay, interesting. I I wanted the record to happen in our lifetime, and now I want him to be good because it's so sad. So I'm more so going with, I think, because, you know, Michael Kay kept hammering it home on the broadcast. What do the Orioles do with Chris Davis? I think it's awesome. I think you keep him around for the young guys as, like, a learning lesson. Like, this guy led the league in homers. Now look how bad he is. Chris Carter, same thing. Listen to us, the coaches, because we can help you because he won't listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Richard just said in the chat, if my sinks broke, I I don't wait for God to fix it, which is on point in my life because my sink is currently broke. All my drains are clogged. That's a task I have to do today. Nice. Snake the drains, throw some Drano down there, maybe drink some. See, that's my thing. I kind of... My drain gets clogged. I kind of do hope for God to fix it for a couple days, and then, and then you get your teeth in there. I read this book once. It was a horror book, and it was about this old man who kidnapped this little girl. 
then he injected Drano into her neck so she could never scream for help. And it haunts me. Every time someone says the words Drano, that's what I think mm. of. Thanks for sharing. So now I have to uh, share that with all of you guys. Great book if you like horror, terribly horrible, scary books. Yeah, Jess was reading some book before bed. She's laying in bed with a book. And I was like, hey, what's what's going on there? And she's like, yeah, it's about uh, this this woman in Africa or, you know, she her she just lost her baby just died or something like that. I was like, what? Like before bed? Like, I, I know you enjoy reading a good book, but, you know, have like a nighttime book and a daytime book or something. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. That, that blew my mind a little bit. I think I told this story before. I had my dad read that book and he was like, Jim, that was horribly sad. It's dark. It's really dark stuff. Violent Jim, if you, you get 47. All right. You get a month to train. Yeah. And then you get 47 major league at bats. What are the odds you get one hit? It depends on the defense. Ooh. Okay. So they. Do they have to play me straight up or are they allowed to play the bunt every time? They can shift. They can't, like, like the third baseman can't just stand on the infield for your swinging bunts. He has to start on the dirt. Yes. Third baseman has to start on the dirt. Yeah. I may put one bunt in play and then run like hell and see what happens. Is your game plan to bunt every time? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to wear my hockey glove on my right hand. Okay. And I'm going to just lay down bunts. Not bad. And I'm my bat is actually going to be one of those college paddles that you use to paddle kids. Right. Maybe I'll just go cricket bat. I don't know how the ball jumps off of those. No, it deadens, which is good. Oh, okay. That's the goal. That's right. Yeah. So that I think that's good, right? Look, yeah. Good's, good's interesting. I I probably I probably try to peacock for like twenty five at bats and try to get a real hit, and then yeah, it's bunt city, bunt city, bunt bunt city. Or know what I do? I think that first at bat I come up lefty and try to go full drag bunt. Then I give myself twenty four regular at bats, then bunt city. They don't know how to pitch you anymore because they're like, whoa, did he just try drag bunt? Is this guy a switch hitter? Did he wait? Did he just? He switched it in the wrong way. He batted lefty against the lefty. What's no, he only he only bunts from the left side. Oh, he's batting yeah. lefty. Bunt, bunt. <laughs> they don't have the scouting report on me yet, though. <laughs> That's what's funny about that ambidextrous pitcher that right. uh, for came up. What is his name? Came up with the Yankees. Something with a V. Vinny Vendit, Venditti. Vendetti. Vendetti or something like that. He threw different pitches, like from different yeah. hands. That was kind of weird. It's cool. It was cool. But then that's a sad story when he was like bred for that. Like, how did you learn how to do this? Well, my dad made me do it from like age two. It's like, oh, no, so you were tortured. <laughs> uh, what, um, Dustin Bedroy is coming back. We haven't talked about the national championship game. Let's talk about that. Let's do that. Well, I want to hit some quick first because we want to talk about it for Albert. What what did you hear from the, the Chris Mullins stuff? That him and I read like two articles because I was trying to figure it out. And one had no information. It was just, we don't know what's going on. And the other said, 
that he doesn't get along with the administration and he hadn't been getting along with them. And they want to go get Hurley. Right. They want to go get Bobby Hurley. Yeah. Who they just lost to. Right. Um, so it sounds like they didn't get along. Yeah, I'm, I I haven't read everything, but yeah, that's my biggest assumption too because he got him to the dance. You wonder, I mean, Mullen was probably like, hey, give me give me an extension. Let's do this. Like, I'm committed to St. John. So that seems like a really big step back from them. Um, all right, national championship game. Jim, as you know, we were watching Yanks and then recording Yanks during this, mm-hmm. and I fell into a bad trap area where the area where I like to record in peace, there's one TV visible outside of the room, and there's a couple stoners there watching American Dad, the cartoon. Um, That's tough. So that, that was a little infuriating. Um, I, was, I was keeping track from my phone, and I was getting, my buddies were texting a lot because they put some action on the game. Um, and then obvi- I got to see the end, which, well, the end of overtime, which was a little bit of a buzzkill, and then I watched a bunch of highlights. But where where are you at, Jim? Do you care about, like, the missed calls and stuff? Do you – you're a big Kyle Guy guy or what? I actually am. His his free throw under pressure ability is off the charts. He won you over with that. It was kind of cool. Yeah. What was, what was the missed call? It was a um, – they ran into each other – Two Virginia players ran into each other, and they called the foul on Tech, right? Yeah, so Kyle Guy trips over one of his teammates, and they called it a foul on Tech, which, like, I kind of get. The part that sucked was, like, I don't want to say it's fishy, but you're going to know what I'm saying. Like, they didn't show any replays of it. Like, during the actual broadcast, everyone was like, hey, what just happened there? Because I don't think he got fouled, but they didn't really show it. And then all the internet videos started leaking out, and it was clearly his teammate tripped him. So that was pretty bizarre. And then at the end, if you remember this, um, Texas Tech had the ball. I think it was like a long rebound, and they were breaking down the court, and one of the Virginia guys slapped it away. And it's one of those tough replays that you look at it, and both hands are there, and the ball's coming off. And they awarded it to Virginia, even though they tipped it away. So, I I don't know. Pe- people were complaining about those pretty big time. Texas Tech screwed up. They should have never let Virginia get a three-point shot to tie it. They should have just gave them the layup and then made their free throws and won the national title. Mm-hmm. But um, pretty crazy. UVA, I, I don't know if they had the... I don't know if they had Chris Davis's... Maybe... maybe when the big man is supposed to be giving Chris Davis his attention, he's been giving it to UVA because they had Auburn and even the game before that, um, the Purdue game, they uh, they got some good luck. So good good for you, UVA. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch much because we were doing our own thing. But I was uninterested in most of this March Madness. Um, I didn't watch the One Shining Moment video yet. We still didn't have any true buzzer beaters, maybe one. I don't think there was anything at the buzzer buzzer, um, un- unless we are blank. And there's a couple with like point something seconds left. I mean, there's a three to tie it in this game, which was big. 
Jim, I, I, I will say this. I think for me, this tournament gets remembered as like guys that disappointed. It was like Fletcher McGee and Wofford. Like he would have been the story if he made a shot. Um, Coach, Coach K, who are who Evan and Co, or the leader of Evan and Co, has started calling Coach L. And in a serious burn, um, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, they kind of let people down. Um, <laughs> Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's and then Culver in this championship game, he goes five of twenty-two, and Jimmy, he's actually he's projected to potentially be a top five pick. Um, and this was like everyone's first time actually seeing him, which. It's kind of a bummer for him. Like, I'm sure he's a better player than what we saw last night. But, uh, yeah, Nick's Twitter was having some fun because uh, the Knicks still have a much higher chance to get someone like Culver instead of Zion, which is a tough realization in the moment. Who do you want? You want Zion? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm all in on Zion. He's, like, my favorite player to watch ever. Um, ever, ever? Like ever, ever, it's it's incredible the the things he does. I've I've never seen before, um, which is cool. Um, and then yeah, I mean John Morant flew up. So I mean John Morant had his one game, and that was a story for a day. And then it was Zion, and then it was like all gone. So I don't know. It's gonna be this tournament is gonna be looked at as a cool thirty for thirty in twenty years. Because it'll be like, it'll start with UVA losing to the 16 seed. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, and then they'll interview all the guys and they'll be like, yeah, we, you know, we came back and we wanted to do it. It'll come to the tournament and it'll talk about how good the ACC was. And then it'll be like, oh, and guess who was on Duke this year? Zion Williamson. That's who Virginia lost their two games to. And then it'll show Duke losing, and everyone will be like, oh, Zion's so great. He was in that tournament, and then Virginia won. Wow. Um, and I think we'll look back and be like, this is kind of a bad tournament. I think I'm, I'm not even looking back. I'm saying it right now. Yeah, bad. Look back at it. Halftime. I found, uh, I found the author of that book that I was talking about. Okay. Just in case anyone wants to read it. Anyone likes fucked up books. His name is Grant Jerkins. Grant Jerkins. And it was pissing me off because I kept searching Jenkins. I couldn't find it. And the only way I could find it was I went to my old blog I had from 2013. Wow. Because I know I wrote about it. And then I was looking at some other stories. The story of how I broke my tailbone. That's on there. Okay. The time I saw a lady forget about bread. That's on there. Some good stories from life. I remember the bread time. Yeah. <laughs> lady was at, I was at the library, and this lady went up to the counter and asked for a sandwich. She's like, does it come with tomatoes? I don't want any tomatoes. Does it come with bacon? I don't want any bacon. Does it come with onions? I, I want the onions. And the clerk said, okay, what kind of bread would you like, ma'am? And she said, oh, I can't eat bread. Said, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're ordering a sandwich. Do you, you have? She said, "Do you have any without wheat?" <laughs> they said, "No." And she said, oh. "I forgot all about the bread." Okay, can I just get salad? <laughs> I was wild. I was next in line. I was like, "Holy shit!" This lady just forgot bread existed. 
So I wrote Times about it. Times are tough sometimes. But guess what I just found out, Jake? Grant, just Jer- find out? Grant Jerkins. I read his first book. His very first book. He wrote it in 2010. I read it in 2010. It's one I would read a lot. And then I read his second book, which is the fucked up one called At the End of the Road. Yep. And then I read the third one, which is called The Ninth Step. So I was like, at that time, I was like, I'm going to read every Grant Jerkins book. I'm just going to be up to date with this author. Right. He's written two more, and I haven't read them. You haven't read Done in One or Abnormal Man? Nope. They're nope. good. I'll give them to you. Or eight. I'll send them to you. Is. Simple Crime's pretty good, though. They're all pretty good. They're pretty dark. Grant Jerkins. I got to get back to reading more. I got to go on more walks. That's when I read. An Extremely Nasty Study in Abnormal Psychology. Which one's that? That that's what they that's what your first book was labeled a very simple crime. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. There's a scene in it where a nurse is jerking off a like severely Down syndrome man mm. in the hospital because like it helps him relax. Like not a sexual act, just kind of like helping him relax. And it's like, oh my god, what am I reading? Yeah. But that's not what it's about. It's about murder and shit like that. Grant Jerkins, if you like fucked up books. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad. I just had to laugh. Well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. A man accused of stealing from Kmart after... A man is accused of stealing from Kmart after only... Motherfucking headline writers. Man accused of stealing from Kmart days after buying $8 million private island. Weird. A bride gets shocked after her groom's ex crashes the wedding in a bridal trash. (laughs) It's like an episode of Friends. An officer accused of showing up drunk for the breathalyzer training in Michigan... I think that's, he was just testing the breathalyzer, right? That makes a lot of sense. We'll get into it. A British woman is facing two years in jail in Dubai for calling her ex-husband's new wife a horse on Facebook. And a 17-foot python was found in Florida, which breaks records for biggest python found in Florida. I read the news today, oh boy. What you got? There's not a lot. You saw me trying to curate the news stories today, and I was like, man, there's nothing really going on right now. Yeah, I I like the um the the dual bride wedding thing. Um and Jimmy, I love it. I love it all around. I think this is a this is a power play by the ex. Like, all right, you know, I'm I'm sure you've been doing all this wedding planning and I, I think you still think about me a little bit. Um, you know what? Hey, they've, we've got everything you need for a wedding here. I'll just throw in a dress, and he can make one last choice. He's on the altar. Make a play. Column A, column B. What do you want? What do you want? He went the, with the girl he was planning on marrying, but... Which is a wrong choice. The girl that he was planning on marrying, so there's the... the right. We'll call her Bride A. To sure. Equal. Bride A, they're getting married. The ex, we'll call her Bride B, shows up in a wedding dress... Bride A has to leave this. You can't marry this guy. Okay. Because one, 
you just look at your husband who you just married and say, you were crazy enough to like date her. Right. So what's wrong with you if you put up with okay. that? Second point, the dude's going to sleep with Bride B. Everyone wants to be wanted, and no one wants this dude more than Bride B. I just think you're putting yourself in a tough spot if this happens at your wedding. <laughs> you're putting yourself in a corner here, man. I don't, I don't think I have any exes that would do this. That, that's but, what this guy would have said before. Actually, oh no, not. no way! <laughs> no. This dude, no. this dude knew he had a crazy. Yeah, he ex. was like, "It's ninety-five percent. She's coming, huh?" <laughs> yeah, and he wanted it. He was like, "She's not gonna come. She's not gonna come." And he turned to his buddies and like, "Yo, this is gonna be fun." What if he knew? I don't like, know. What if she I'm, sent like a text, Facebook I, message, and she's I'm, like, "Hey, if, I'm coming through," and he's like, "Like." You don't tell your bride that. <laughs> if I'm bride A, I'm just wiping my hands clean and saying, "Listen, there's I can't compete with this, and she's gonna she's gonna not stop. I mean, she's not gonna stop, right? And eventually, he's gonna cave. Everyone wants to be wanted, and he and he he fell for this shit earlier. He was dating her earlier. Bride B the is gonna win this war. I don't want her to win, but she's going to win this war. There's video of it. I don't really want to watch that. Um, it's 45 seconds long, and the first couple seconds are all the AIO entertainment graphic. The video is just right. Bride B pulling his hand and, <laughs> and crying. And they tried to blur out Bride A's face, but they're doing a horrible job. And now she's still pulling his hand, and Bride A runs away, and the groom chases, and Bride B is left on her knees crying bride i think bride a's out i think from this video like she clearly looks in disgust and says fuck all of this oh the groom turns around and like rubs bride a's face and is like i'm so sorry about this no you're not dude you're so happy that you have this jimmy i think i think we're we're burying the lead again yeah jimmy this is an inside job by the guy he was getting cold feet about the marriage. He knows how much Bride A hates Crazy Bride. She, he knew it was like a tipping point. He brings in Bride B. She goes mental up there. Bride A is like, we just can't do this. I don't think it's meant to be. Groom is like, whoo. I'm with you. Whatever, whatever way we have it, Bride A has to be out of the picture. Like, she has to walk away and say, ah, this can't be. It's tough. Yeah. What about this officer who showed up drunk for breathalyzer training? I think he has an all-time easy out. Well, how are we going to know if the breathalyzers work? Someone needed a drink. So, wait. We're doing breathalyzer training, but nobody's drunk. Okay, police squad. We, we really did it. <laughs> how do we know if these breathalyzers are malfunctioning or not? So, I mean, this is, they're firing him, I think. Bottom line is he showed up for work under the influence of alcohol. This was state police training. This was state police training. He blew a .08. Certainly, that's a problem. It's a problem for me, and it may be a problem on how it was handled after that. Uh, well, how'd you know he blew a .08? Well, we had a lot of breathalyzers. Well, then he trained you. He trained you. Yeah, you had breathalyzers at the breathalyzer training. 
You're welcome. Guy's just trying to help out. It's like if you go to when they go to murder school for detectives. Someone's got to murder someone so you can solve it. That'd suck if the guy, maybe he's just like a lightweight. He had one beer and he's like, dude, this will be funny. Like you'll blow into it. You'll blow like a .04 and everyone will just laugh. And now it's like, oh, your career's over. That would be funny. That would be shitty. Just had some thick mouthwash. Let's see if this tips the scale. You think this will do it? (laughs) A British woman is facing two years in jail in Dubai for calling her ex-husband's new wife a horse Mm. on Facebook. Now I got to see pictures to see if she looks like a horse. I'm assuming yes. Two years in jail? Does does that fit the crime? She commented them in 2016 and hadn't been back to Dubai. She flew to Dubai to attend her former husband's funeral. Mm. And Dubai was like, welcome to our country. We've been monitoring your Facebook. And two years ago, you called this lady a horse. Now you're in jail. Life comes at you fast. So she saw, she discovered her ex-husband was remarrying when she saw photos of the new couple on Facebook. So she posted two comments in Farsi, including one that said, I hope you go under the ground, you idiot. Damn you. You left me for this horse. Hmm. He did go under the ground, which is kind of scary. Yeah, he's a... I don't know. I mean, two years... Is all I got to say. someone a horse? America's pretty cool, man. <laughs> the whole freedom of speech thing we got, pretty, uh, as my friend Jake would say, pretty tits. That's pretty tits. How about Andrew Lippy buying a private island and then stealing $300 worth of household islands? Or household items. Ooh, Freudian slip. Well, he spent all his money on his islands. He's got to furnish it. This is fucked because he chose a Kmart. Kmarts have maybe two to five employees for a for a store the size of a Walmart. Right. And they have maybe half an employee that cares about doing their job. So it's a really good good choice. I'll just go rob a Kmart and no one there is gonna care. And so Jim, there's a there's a fun twist to this story. So I was super disappointed. Because I I love islands. We we talk about this on the show a lot. I love islands. I thought he bought his own private island. No, he just bought a private estate on an island. Um, so that bummed me out. That's kind of the Michael Scott, you know, you told me I was going to see a turtle, and now I'm going to be thinking about turtles all day. Um, <laughs> That's such a good... I, I mean, that's unfortunately serious. Now I'm going to have to look up different <laughs> island things all day because this is so unsatisfying. Can I send you a picture real quick? Yeah. Is this, uh, the, is this the fucking... It's not, but it looks so much like the staircase guy, the bird, the owl theory murderer who his wife died falling down the stairs. Okay. Look at the picture I sent you. Yeah. And look at the Big one in the article. Man. Old white man. Prod knows. So, yeah, anyway. Jimmy, there's one twist here that I think you're going to really like. 
What's that? Oh, no. I thought it was the same house. This story is just a fucking twist and turns of cool things that aren't cool. I thought the house he bought used to be one of the real world houses. It just said, no, Lippy also owns a 12-bedroom home that was used by MTV. Just like a, a side note. MTV what? The real world in 2006. Oh, Key West. I guess so, yeah. That was a hell of a cast on that 2006 one. I told you you'd like that. You know who was that cast? Who's on that cast? Now I'm on the wiki. Do you know Do you know Real World or the challenge or anything? Um, I know some of the challenge stuff. Um, okay. I, I, know, I know the headliners. I know your CTs and your Mrs. Well, and Johnny, Johnny Bananas, Bananas was from Key West. Paula was from Key West. Uh, Tyler was from Key West. I think Svetlana? Yep, Svetlana Schusterman. Yeah. So wait, time out. Right now you have... <laughs> You have one, two, three. F- I think you have four of the seven. <laughs> well, this was the, Key West was a huge like I liked the challenge a lot back in the day. And I mean, it hits your time frame a lot more perfectly. This is 2006. I mean, yeah, this might be one of the last real world seasons I watched. They had the, like a hurricane came through Key West and they were like in the middle of a storm. It was crazy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, that's I don't know the this rest. Is- There's a there was a black girl with hair that i like and that's janelle all. oh janelle yeah she did challenge stuff and then i don't know the other two so we got i mean is there another gay guy because tyler's gay but usually there's two sometimes johnny paula janelle svetlana tyler duckworth mm-hmm. um i got all those jose tapia known as the don i don't remember him and then zach mann Oh, Zach. He did the challenge as well. Zach was kind of... Nah, Zach wasn't that great. Um, Yeah, I mean, age 22, Johnny Bananas before he was really Johnny Bananas. How about that? Yeah, Johnny went on the challenge and... The Island made Johnny famous because Abram got kicked off. I used to be like a challenge historian. I loved the challenge. I mean, you still got some of it. I can do the time frame that I liked. It got really bad after like 2010. I still Ooh. liked it in college. This is interesting. So I don't, I don't know the full accuracy of this, but if you had to guess how many challenges Johnny Bananas has been on, what would you guess? All right. So let me see. Let me do some quick math. 2006 was real world. 2007, he probably did his first challenge. We're in 2019 now. That's 12 years, probably a couple years where they doubled up. I'm going to guess 15 challenges. 18. Yeah, they doubled up a lot of years. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've got Inferno, Gauntlet, Island, Ruins, Cutthroat, Battle of the X's, Bloodlines, um, Vendettas, and a couple of those are versions 1, 2, and 3, so... Yeah, Cutthroat. Cutthroat was one of the best, better casts. Um, once Evan and once Evan and um, not Wes, Evan and Kenny got kicked off forever. Mm. It started going downhill. You would uh, the Miz was on uh, PMT, and he he did a little bit of that stuff, which you'd probably like. And Big Cat was a big challenge guy. Yeah, and you'd like um, <laughs> they dug up Hank's original 
application emails. Oh, uh, when he wrote in all caps. It's like I mean, it's I got pretty, free use to equipment, and I can help you with all your video needs. It's like that, and right? It, everything spelled wrong. Yeah. And he's like lying the whole time, and it worked out for him. Yeah, I mean, he did that for like his first five years at Barcel. Yeah. He just didn't know how to edit and lied a lot. Yeah, worked. But, yeah, Bars worked. Yeah, um, the Miz was mining Courtney's favorite character. The Miz. Him and Coral, they were great. Coral's got Dude, a the great- Miz is a huge star, man. I know. He went. Uh, he wanted to be. He called himself the Miz on the challenge. He would. He would go into yeah. an alter ego. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty nuts. Movies. He's a star of the WWE. He's got it that his own TV show now. He's uh Me and Courtney back nuts. Like when we lived in Illinois. So up until two thousand three, two thousand four is when Miz and Coral were doing their things when they were real young. They were awesome. And because uh, he was kind of like I was gonna say racist, but that's not the right ignorant, innocently ignorant to like other cultures. Right. Because you're so young. A lot of people are when they're in their 20s. Right. Young 20s, 18s. And uh, Coral and him were best friends. Coral's got one of the best quotes in challenge history, Jake. Do you know what it is? And then we'll move on. Let's hear it. I don't fight. I beat bitches up. Mm. Pretty good quote. Amen. I've heard you say that. (laughs) I I like the world you're describing right now. I'm picturing in the you and your sister, Courtney. I'm seeing this as like the most, if it's a Venn diagram where you guys overlap, I'm picturing this as like one of the strongest holds on the Venn diagram. I, I doubt Courtney remembers any of this, uh, but maybe. I like to picture you two both sinking your teeth into some of this real world stuff real hard. Courtney and I used to like that, and we used to like Run's house, Run DMC. Okay. Just because we liked when Run would say, What are you going to do? <laughs> little things. All right. Better the day. It's the better the day. 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 Jakey, Jakey did not make a mistake yesterday. He had Virginia, and we almost got. We were close to the push. It was close, but they pulled it out in overtime. Jake wins. I lose. Jake, where are you going today? College hoops is over. Are you upset? Majority of your bets, I think, were college hoops. Now that is no more. You're back to 500, and this is your chance to be better than 500. Yeah. we're. Um, it's interesting times. Uh, uh, we've, we've got some... I mean, Jimmy, it's the last couple regular season NBA games, which, I mean, a lot of teams are punting and can get ugly real quick. Can I give you um, your final line on NCAA college hoops? Yeah, Jordan just sure. asked for it in the chat. Same time, Jordan said, what was his overall college hoops record? Your college hoops record was 14 and 12. Wow. Good job. Not bad. Not bad. You're bad in the NBA. 10 and oh, 14. Yeah. Oh, at least I'm not about to pick the NBA. NFL, um, you're 1-0. Oh. 
Not really good, huh? I should I should have picked more of those Friday games going away. And MLB, uh, you're four and one. I'm hot. He's hot. Someone ride that fire truck. What's my NBA record? I got to turn that around. Ten and fourteen. Okay. I mean, if I could get it positive, even if it's by one game in every sport, that'd be pretty cool, right? That would be pretty cool, but you're not going to. <clears throat> okay. Well, Jimmer Fredette. You know Ooh. why? Storylines don't run as, run as rampant in the NBA as they do in college hoops. This is this one is going to be such a mess. I'm excited. He's Jimmy, excited. the Celtics are playing I Washington. Like, I already don't like it. The Celtics are playing Washington. Okay. Where Jimmy, is it? it? It's in Washington. The Wizards are 32 and 49. What's the, what's the spread? Boston is 48 and 33. The Wizards are favored by four and a half. Why? So their teams are, they're both like resting starters. And I guess the thought process here is that Washington's bad players care more than Boston's bad players. I mean, this is one of the messiest spreads I've, I've seen all year. And I mean... I feel like Vegas wants you to take Boston because Washington is favored. I think I have to go Boston here. Per an official report from the Celtics, all of the Celtics starters, as well as forward Marcus Morris, who started 53 games for Boston this season, have been listed as out against the Washington Wizards on Tuesday. That means the Celtics will be without Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Aaron Baines, who has started in Boston's last seven games. Furthermore, swingman Jalen Brown is listed as probable after having lower back spasms last week, while forward Gershon Yabuzel is also listed as probable <laughs> with left foot soreness. Big man Yabu- Daniel... What's that? What Yabusele. Is it? Fun Yabusele. Name. Big man Daniel Thesis is listed as questionable. Tyus. That's a so, tough one. So... Baines, Brown, Hayward, Horford, Irving, Morris, Smart, Tatum, Thias, Yabusel are all out. I mean, Jim, here's the deal. I think you're betting on them. Washington is resting a lot of their guys too because their season's kind of over. I I think whoever Boston rolls out there is is just going to be more into it. I'm taking them plus four and a half. This seems like a, a bet you look back on and you say, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, that's the thing. Either side of this, you end up looking back and saying, what the hell was I thinking, which which I love. So give me the Celts plus four and a half. The Wizards are resting people too? Yeah. They haven't officially announced it. Well, Jeff Green is listed as out, and I I think they're just limiting people's minutes. Like Bradley Beal, their best player, is probably only going to play like 20 minutes. The only storyline that sways me is that um, Brad Stevens, this might be his dream. Right. To coach a bunch of scrubs. That's kind of what he's good as as a coach taking a bunch of scrubs and making them play team basketball and winning. 
Butler, bad Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. But can you name a player that's going to be starting for the Celtics? Ooh, let's see. Marcus Smart is hurt. Terry Rozier, he's good. Scary if Terry. The, if you're the Wizards. Right. You have to beat this Celtics team. I mean, Jimmy, they're like kind of tanking. Like their season's very over. Sure. But I think it's an, a pride factor. I'm, I'm, I'm. Jakey, Jakey, about to make a big mistakey. I'm banking on the Wizards having some pride. And I'm the Celtics resting their top 10 players. Five and one in my last six? Yeah, but you're, you know, you're an NBA uh, dummy. Schmuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, I am taking, uh, Jordan says that we're going to look back on this and say, why didn't we bet the uh, MLB? Well, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting that NBA above 500. I don't know. You might be digging a hole. I disagree with this one, but we'll see how it plays out. Two days out from the Masters. The Masters. You th- what's your What's your odds on if someone skips a ball off the water and gets a hole in one in the uh, the old fun event? Uh it's like fifty fifty coin flip. Wow, I'll flip this coin. Hey, flip that coin. Hey, flip, flip that coin. Flip that coin. All right. I got to play hooked on a feeling as the outro here. Sure. Do you want me to play it from the beginning or from where I left off? Basically, you uh, want to hear the Ugashakas again? I think so. They're so good. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. What you do to me When you hold me In your arms so tight You let me know Everything's alright I'm hooked on a feeling I'm high on believing That you're in love with me candy It's taste is on my mind Girl, you got me thirsty for another cup of wine Got a bug from you, girl But I don't need no cure I just ate a victim If I can for sure When we're